You're a monster. I, the only thing that would make me say AJ would get moved, and the only reason I would throw that in consideration is because there's already been a few moves this offseason I didn't see coming, so who knows what could happen. Welcome in to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast. You're here with Devin and Caleb. Devin, what's up, my brother? How we doing? Doing good, man. Ready for another day of football talk. How about you? Ah, oh, dude. We just keep getting week after week of just so much fun stuff to talk about. I'm I'm so excited to, to run through some things. And real quick, I got a question that we need to jump off with. All right. This is going to be our jump off question for today because it just came through. I'm really excited to talk about it because I thought it was crazy. But the Jets, all right, Jets are looking to try and make a big trade and not only for a receiver, but a young receiver. And apparently they've locked eyes on DK, Debo and AJ Brown. Dude, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. I just (laughs) was reading the news on that and I just couldn't believe it. I mean, the Jets have definitely been a team. I think a lot of people have been forgetting about with all the free agency splash they've done this offseason. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. they've definitely been a team that has just been, you know, a go getter. They've been trying to fill all their needs. Um, Obviously, a big receiver. I mean, they already have, you know, a decent core. What is it? Elijah Moore. Was that the one that's going to be going into his first Mm -hmm. year? Had a pretty good rookie season. Um, But honestly, of those, I just A.J. Brown, I don't see being moved. Um, I know they brought in Robert (laughs) Woods, but I mean, obviously, they're still contenders. They, you know, they're going to be right there with the Colts in that division. Um, Debo, once again, the 49ers are wanting, they, they put all this money into Trey Lance. They're not going to go and like deplete the best receiver they have and hurt that. And then you have the rebuilding Seahawks who, you know, they say drew locks their guy, but I mean, we've all watched lock play that that's, that's no option to go. Like that team's in rebuild. If any of these guys get moved, especially, I I mean, DK is going to be the one. Right. I, yeah, I have to hundred percent agree with you. There's no way I can see Debo getting moved. AJ Brown definitely is not going to get moved. DK would be the only one that would make sense. And even that one is very difficult for me to see happen because I just, I almost, <laughs> he's, he's I almost he's extremely would have talented, DK but, moved before Russell moved. And with the moving Russell, it yes. makes you feel like DK's, you know, cemented in. He's got to stay. Yeah. He's got to stay. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you have to still have some solidified piece on offense. You know, Rashad Penny come back. You know, I hope I really, you know, I love Rashad Penny. I really hope he has a great season, but I, I just, I can't see DK getting moved. But out of these three, he's the only one that would make sense. Yeah, agreed. Only one. So just throwing that out there, guys, let us know who you guys think would be moved. DK, Debo, AJ. Let's be honest. It ain't AJ. I, AJ is the least... I see would get moved. The only thing that would make me say AJ would get moved, and the only reason I would throw that in consideration is because there's already been a few moves this offseason I didn't see coming. So who knows what could happen? (laughs) That is fair. That is fair. That is a great way to go about it. You're right. You know what? AJ is getting they're all three getting moved. Let's just throw that out there. (laughs) No, but let us know, guys. Who would you go with? I mean, obviously, if I was the Jets, any of these three coming on my team would just hopefully excel you know zach um, wilson yeah you know zach wilson in this offense like it would just skyrocket them up 
But, you know, they still have a lot of other holes they need to fill. So I would be shocked because you're going to have to give up a lot to get these guys anyway. Um, so we'll, we'll just see. But guys, if you want to let us know, because we, we definitely want to hear your guys' voice, come find us at the Football Monsters FB on all of our social media platforms. Let us know if you would take DK, Debo, or AJ. And then on top of that, which one's going to be most likely to actually get traded? Because that's going to be two different answers. Like if I was the Jets, I would definitely go after AJ. AJ would be my guy. AJ's not getting traded. I'll probably end up with DK. But let us know what you guys think. In the meantime, let's go ahead and jump into Monster News. So, big one. Tyree killed to the Dolphins. Um, crazy. But the thing that's really funny to me is... Tyreek Hill thinks that he's still going to be able to do more in Miami with Tua than Patrick Mahomes. Yes or no? Do you think he's going to be better? I don't see it. I mean, you've got Mahomes, a generational talent. I mean, let's face it. The dude has came out and done things that no one expected, you know, came out and he's just commanded that quarterback position. You know, there's a reason that he got the massive deal that he did from them. And unfortunately, (laughs) I feel like that massive deal might have been the pushing point for where they couldn't have afforded Hill because what it came down to is just like Green Bay waiting too long to push that deal out to your big receiver. They see someone else go out there and make a move. And now they want that money. And if you really think about it, Oakland won their trade even more because not only did they get Devontae Adams, but they pushed Tyreek Hill out of that division by making him chase that money. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a solid point, man. I mean, we we you can definitely draw comparisons here. I know we put it out on Twitter the other day, you know, about Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, and just having such a massive contract, did that screw over Devontae Adams? And it's like, well... Devonte Adams was having issues before this season, before the, even last season, you know, there was issues, but why were those issues happening? Because people were getting paid around him. And then Aaron Rodgers goes and gets his money. Well, he wants to get paid too. And they were never going to come to an agreement because of the cap issues that it, it would put him in. He goes there, gets a big contract by the Raiders. Congrats. Tyree kills. Same thing. He saw Kelsey get paid. He saw Mahomes get paid. He wanted to get paid. He saw what uh, Devonte got and Vegas, he wants that money. Yep. No chance. And I, Not I mean, at least in that and for and the I, Chiefs. And I get it. You know, I mean, a guy as fast as Tyreek that does the yards per, you know, yards after catch that he does, you know, he's an asset to any team. Um, you know, yeah. especially that speed is just, you know, the big thing. You know, he makes cuts, he he throws defenders off. He, you know, but the thing with him is he either is a huge deep threat because he's going to burn a guy and be downfield or like we were talking, you know, he catches those, you know, somewhere between 10 to 19 yard passes and then is able to make the move and then, you know, take it from there because he can just cut and, you know, outrun anyone. And yeah. like you asked, you know, going from Mahomes to Tua, you know, we were kind of talking about this um, Tua's completion percentage actually isn't awful on his passage, 20 yards plus. Um, what we were talking, I think he's at about 48%, but that was only on yeah. 29 attempts, you know? So it's not right. like he's, you know, throwing it downfield a lot. And I know yeah. that was with a limited, you know, Waddle was about the only deep threat option he had, um, you know, with Parker out a lot of the season with Fuller being suspended most of the season. Um, but like, like you had mentioned that, that medium range, um, like the 10 to 19 yards, he only, you know, 51% completion, 
um, mm-hmm. which isn't awful on 98 throws, but like he had Gasecki. And you mm-hmm. think that that number is going to be more in the 60, 70 range. And so is Hill really, I just, I don't, I guess I don't know. He'll see something I don't see. Yeah. I, I mean, when you look at, you look at Tua, when Tua came out of college, um, I love the kid. I mean, actually out of high school, out of Hawaii, um, I forget the name. I think it was St. Louis high school in, in Hawaii. You, you watched him during the elite 11 competition. And for those who don't know what the elite 11 is, this is a quarterback competition for high school athletes going into college. Um, you can go in as a junior or a senior into this and you basically just compete with other top ranked quarterbacks around the country. And Tua actually came into that competition, not even in the top five ends up winning the elite 11 ends up going to Alabama. He had a good career. Okay. Tua is a good quarterback but he has not made the transition to the NFL in my opinion very well. So when you look at that 51 completion percentage on 98 attempts, it's like, okay, that's, that's, that's all right. It's just not, it's not good. But my issue is he has six interceptions in that same range to five touchdowns. He's basically really only good in the short game. He's got nine touchdowns, zero to nine yards, you know, and his completion percentage is at 78%, which is not bad. But he's just not, it's just not going to be great in that intermediate. And that's what Hill's going to want. He wants to run after the catch. He doesn't want to always have to do streaks down, you know, the, you know, just, just run, run the five, just all the way down, you know, just you start here, run to the end zone. He'll throw it to you type mentality. Like that's not what Terry kill wants to do. Mm -hmm. He wants to run after the catch because that's where he's good. He's good in space. Yeah. But we're just going to have to see. So. I don't, I don't see this working out very well, but Hey, you know what? Well, I mean, on the Tua news though, I mean, obviously you've heard the rumors, you know, everything all over Twitter, all over the internet is, you know, they're going to be making a trade and getting Brady there. There's no way this happens, right? Brady's definitely staying there in Tampa, right? No. Yeah. So here's the thing, guys, let's stop this now. Tom Brady came back. Bruce Arians even made the comment. Like if Tom Brady unretires, he's never going to, he's not going to let him get out of Tampa. The point that I want to make is not about Bruce Arians. It's about Tom Brady. When Tom Brady unretired, okay, he called Ryan Jensen and said, hey, man, I'm coming back for another year or two, okay? Ryan Jensen then resigned in Tampa. Ryan Jensen's not going to resign in Tampa if, if Tom Brady's going to be gone. Right. <laughs> okay. On top of that, he called, um, and I always say his last name, but Alex Kappa, I think is how you say it, who just got a, before he signed his contract, um, I think with Cincinnati, he called him and said, Hey man, I'm coming back. You, you should come back to Tampa. He ended up not, he ended up signing, which is fine. And then Ali Mar- Marpet, who retired. Okay. Called him to see if he'd come out of retirement because he was coming out of retirement. Guys, I don't think he's going to take these steps. If he's moving. Okay. If he's going to be leaving Tampa. Yep. And even on top of that, if he's leaving Tampa, I don't think he's going to Miami. <laughs> like, You know, I mean, it would make sense for the Miami to want him. But I don't think it makes sense. You know, I'm always a firm believer that the one team that Tom Brady has always wanted to play for, and he's probably not going to ever get the opportunity as a player, maybe as a coach, because I think Tom Brady could be a head coach or at least some sort of quarterback coach someday, mm-hmm. is San Francisco. Yeah. But San Francisco drafted Dre Lance. Yeah. They, they, he's never they going put, there. They put so much capital into Lance, you know, they're, they're not going to want to yeah. do something like that. Yeah. And to, to continue to move on about Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill now in Miami, obviously the Chiefs had to figure out what they're going to do moving forward and having a speedster slash deep, deep threat. They went ahead and signed MVS, which I think is a really solid signing for them. 
Yeah, definitely a good fit. You know, I think that him and Juju, the only problem I have with the two of them is Juju's never been a great number one. We talked about this uh, last week. Yes. Um, yep. And, you know, MVS, you know, maybe he can step into that one role. He's never got the chance to, you know, being behind Adams and obviously that being, you know, Rogers favorite target. Um, mm-hmm. But what last year, I think I'm looking if I've got this correctly, he had 430 yards. So, I mean, you got a huge downgrade in a sense. Um, but once again, you know, who's going to be that true number one, you know, is, is Juju finally going to be able to step into that role? Are they going to address it in the draft? You know, that's my big question. I'm like, I understand the signing, especially with the, you know, loss of Hill, but it definitely has me just kind of like, what are the chiefs thinking here with this? Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, we, we have to, let's preface this. Okay. MVS is a, is a fine wide receiver. He's not a bad wide receiver, but he wasn't even their number two in Green Bay. Yeah, he was their exactly. number three. Exactly. You know, Alan Lazard was their number two. We know that. And then you can even maybe slide in Robert Tanyan ahead of MVS at times. So, or even an Aaron Jones. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they had a lot of talent up there. I think what, I think when I look at MVS right now, I think it's a lot's going to have to, it's going to be between him and, and, um, Patrick Mahomes to kind of figure out, keep in mind, like I'm more nervous about Patrick Mahomes this year. He has two new wide receivers, two people he's never played with. You know, Tyreek Hill is gone. Travis Kelsey will be Travis Kelsey, but he's having to learn. And these receivers are going to have to learn how to play with Patrick Mahomes. He's not a normal quarterback. Exactly. He'll, he will extend a play. He'll throw awkward arm angles. He'll throw it when you're least expecting it because he could do no look passes. He'll do something behind his back, whatever, man. He's a very talented quarterback. Neither one of these guys, well, Aaron Rodgers is too, but MVS didn't have to play with Aaron Rodgers the way he's going to have to play with Patrick Mahomes right. being a number two or slightly a number one. So it now, is definitely going to be very interesting. Same thing though. I mean, while we're talking about, you know, new faces that Mahomes has to get used to in that offense. I mean, they just went out and signed Ronald Jones, you know, now, yeah. now, you know, the CEH project, is it done? You know, or are they going to try and do a one-two punch and maybe throw CEH more out into the slants, you know, try and help, you know, add a different receiving core kind of, you know, aspect to it. But like, I mean, you're just really just questioning, you know, like that whole Chiefs offense, there's there's no similarity. I mean, you got to think that this is the year that even though Kelsey's getting older, is he going to have like 600 targets, you know, through the season? (laughs) Could he, he can sustain it, but will he stay healthy? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The throw to him in the hospital. Um, No, I mean, that's exactly it, man. It's very crazy. And if you're a CEH owner, we said this already once and you might've already lost your window. Cause I think we said it at least last week or the week before, but if you're in a dynasty league, get rid of him ASAP. Okay. I I'm sorry. I don't Ronald Jones signing makes me extremely nervous about the future of CEH. And let's keep this in mind. When CEH got drafted, Andy Reed didn't actually, you know, he it's not, I'm not gonna say he didn't want him, but Patrick Mahomes is the one that said he wanted Clyde Edwards Alaire. Patrick, he, Patrick Mahomes was asked to basically help make that pick. And that's who he went with was CEH. It just makes me wonder, okay, because he's not really fit in that offense. He's never really fit in that mold. He's a fine running back. It's just not, you know, I just don't think running backs, his style fit in this type of offense. Agreed. Ronald Jones would. Jared McKinnon fits in this offense. Damian Williams, they all fit in this offense. Daryl Williams. The thing, I always get them messed up. Yeah. The thing <laughs> is they don't need that 
um, little hook and ladder or that little, you know, just slant route receiver or, you know, out of a running back. They need that right. guy that's going to be able to just push through and get that two, three yards that they need because they have Kelsey. That's already going to be that short option for them. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, Hilaire is a decent receiver. You know, that was one of the things I think yeah. that they were looking at for him. And the thing is, when it comes down to, you know, trying to push that, you know, push that line just a little bit to gain those little yards here and there and take a little bit off and open that downfield option for Mahomes. Hilaire doesn't do it. And, you know, the Jones signing does. I mean, honestly, it might be one of my favorite signings the Chiefs have done this offseason. Yeah, it's a very intriguing signing for sure. Um, and if you're a Ronald Jones owner where you just you've been hanging on to him for whatever reason, you guys should be ecstatic. Yeah. So let's let's go there. But I know there is a piece of information that you have been waiting since last week to really talk about. So let's jump into it. My team you as a Colts for it. Yeah. Fan, yeah. Here we has go. Finally got their quarterback. It's uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to let you, I'm going to let you rave all over this, man. It's, it's bitter. <laughs> it's bittersweet. Like, do I like who we got? Yes, of course. I mean, in all my opinion, <laughs> one of, you know, you could put him up there in one of the greats, even though he doesn't really have, you know, a lot of the records like some of the other guys, but I mean, he's, right. you know, Matt Ryan coming to us, you know, and the thing about it is, the Falcons could have sent him elsewhere. You know, their general manager came out and said they basically wanted to do right by Matt. They asked him where they yeah. wanted to go. Yeah. They found value and they could have got more for him. I mean, we got a, got Matt Ryan for only a third round pick. 100%. And yeah, 100%. what's crazy about that is if you really think about it, you know, last year we got Wentz. We had what a third round pick last year and then that second conditional to a first this year. Um, so, of course, we gave up the first. Um, so we don't have a first this year. So we're running in already where we don't get a chance at probably one of the bigger quarterbacks in this draft. So that kind of throws that out for us. And then we go and trade Wentz. You know, it didn't work out with the leadership. We've talked about that. And we go and get what I think it was a third round. We swap the seconds and then next year's third, that can be a conditional second. And then we move that third and we get Matt Ryan. And I mean, even at 37, I mean, look what Brady's doing in the older age. Look what Peyton did. And, you know, when he got up there in Mm -hmm. age, I mean, obviously he still has something left in the tank. And like and the fact that once again, just like the winch trade, we got the Falcons to eat most of the dead money. (laughs) You know, like, I, I don't know what Ballard's doing, but like. He, he had a, me, he had me stressing. I was sweating bullets. I was getting mad. You know, the Doshan Watson trade happened and I was like, all right, give us Baker Mayfield. You know, I wanted something. <laughs> and, you know, he, he took his time and he got, he got us, an, you know, an answer at least for two years, you know, hopefully, right, we, you right. know, at least get a rookie and go from there. But yeah, you know, I'm super excited about Ryan coming. And of course, um, I know we plan on talking some of the upcoming free agents as well. Um, but you almost got to think, is this is this maybe a time to bring in Julio uh, kind of mm-hmm. help pair them up, give that familiar face to him? You know, that'll be kind of really nice to see, you know, so I'm really intrigued to see what we do going forward. I think we still have about 22 million cap space. We restructured Ryan's contract after he got there. <laughs> and, you know, yep. so I'm really I'm really excited to see what going forward, what we do. Yeah. And, and shout out because I, I love this dude. And I know you do. But shout out the Pat McAfee show. I was watching them the other day and just the pure excitement that he, because I mean, let's talk about not only did he play for the Colts, he is a Colts fan. Oh yeah. Like he is a Colts fan. So let's not miss the fact that, Oh no, it's just cause he played that. No, it, it started because he played there, but he fell in love with that city. His shows in that city. Okay. He loves the ownership. He loves that team. He's a big fan. 
And we were just, I mean, I just watched just the pure joy he had. That was Matt Ryan. Yeah. And you, you brought it up too, too, as well. Like his age isn't a factor right now, but like the one thing that we see is we were talking leadership, right? Colt or Carson Wentz didn't have it. Mm -hmm. Didn't have it with the Colts. It just wasn't a good fit. Matt Ryan has it. Oh yeah. He has that it factor. And again, the reason I was going to shout out the Pat McAfee show is because they had Chris Ballard on there the other day and they were just talking and Chris Ballard was just like, you know, I know a lot of people don't understand how this business works and and maybe they do, but like, I know that I stressed out all of our fans, but you got to believe in me. Yeah. Give it time. <laughs> like, you know, I go first, I go first off, man. <laughs> I'm, here, I'm not a Colts fan. I go, I go, I'm not believing in you because that gave everybody a freaking heart attack. Like, yeah. Like, and we never, you never knew that Matt Ryan was going to be available because the only reason he became available is because of the Sean Watson stuff. Exactly. So like, but it, again, at the end of the day, it worked out. Matt Ryan is going to be a perfect fit for this offense. And I mean, he's going to be, he's got the leadership ability on and off the field that I know that they're looking for. And so before we move on to this next topic here, I, I just want to, yeah. uh, you know, really iterate here. A lot of people may not realize it, but look at, of course, Matt Ryan and Julio, and I'm not going to compare Michael Pittman to Julio by any means, but yeah, Michael Pittman, <laughs> Michael Pittman, guys, I'm telling you. And if you're doing a dynasty startup, young receiver, even in redraft leagues, you're going to be able to get him in a later round, even though he still did yep. great for the Colts last year. I'm telling you, he is going to absolutely go off this year. Yeah. All right. You're calling it out. Man. I'm calling it out. And then All right. on, on this one, I know this is one that you were thought was going to end up going to the Colts here. Yeah. So of course, yes. you know, Ryan coming to the Falcon <laughs> or from the Falcons to the Colts left an opening yep. there in the Falcons. And, you know, one of your high, high free agents, you know, <laughs> went there to the Falcons. What do you, what do you yeah. think of, yeah. you know, Mariota being there as a Falcon? So I think, you know, I, I really thought Marcus was going to be a great fit for the Colts. Um, I think he's got excellent leadership abilities as well. And I think he deserved a second opportunity. He's not going to be the long-term answer. He wouldn't have been the long-term answer even in Indianapolis. Um, but I think Atlanta, you know, is having to do a rebuild. You could, you got Marcus Mariota pretty cheap and he is extremely talented. And uh, I, I think the fit is not a bad fit but he just needs help. <laughs> they, yeah. just got, they have nothing down there. You know, I mean, you've Kyle Pitts and that's it. Um, you got Cordell Patterson that resigned, but they still need some running back help. Um, they still need some better, you know, um, offensive line help. Like there's just a lot that this team needs and they're still not in great cap space. So I, I will I'm curious. We're gonna have to look to the draft yes. to see what kind of, uh, what they get in the draft agree there. I mean, definitely you got to think they're going to try and get some receiver help with, you know, not having anything have to, but <laughs> the one thing that I keep hearing people say is, you know, you got to sell pits. You got to sell pits. If you guys look back and obviously things have changed, Mariota could be worse. He could be a lot better, you know, after sitting behind, mm -hmm. you know, car and kind of being humbled. Mariota absolutely lit Delaney Walker up. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, the chances are, especially with no receiving core, I know he's probably going to get doubled up, but he got doubled up in college. Pitts is still going to be a great tight end for you guys. Like, don't. Yeah. Don't let this scare you, especially dynasty leagues. Even if you have another bad year, like once they get that quarterback position figured out again, like Pitts is going to continue to go off. Are you, are you talking to yourself there? Because I think you're trying to hype yourself. Up, I, don't I, you have Kyle I, Pitts def I definitely have a few <laughs> shares of Kyle Pitts made some <laughs> trades actually with JT on one of them. So definitely talking <laughs> myself up there a little too. Yes. <laughs> nice. Well, um, to another thing, uh, 
you know, Tron Armstead finally signed. We've all been waiting for him. <laughs> um, I really thought he was going to end up in Cleveland just because of the Sean Watson. I figured that's what he was waiting for, mm-hmm. but he ends up going to Miami. Great, great move for Miami. Um, not much to talk about. I, I mean, we know, we know what Tron Armstead, he's a, he's a monster. Dude, so just only really, thing really I want to say about Armstead is, and we've talked kind of about, you know, two a little bit. Armstead having connections and playing in, um, you know, with the Saints as long as he did, he has came out and already said that he is getting in contact with Drew Brees to come uh, mentor to yeah. a little bit. So that that's going to yeah. be an interesting thing because that signing could end up being more beneficial than we even realize. Yeah. And, well, I mean, first off, Brees has to do it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, true, true. <laughs> yeah. Um, last big piece of moves, and then we're going to jump in and, and fly through, through some of these free agents that are still available and some good fits for him. But uh, Baker, man, what what's going to go on with Baker? I mean, is is he even going to be a starting quarterback this coming year? Man, Your thoughts? Honestly, I don't know. There's obviously still a few te- teams that have the need for it. Um, the biggest position, I mean, team that I could see him landing with was be Seattle. Um, I know we talked about, you know, at the beginning of this episode, DK maybe getting moved, but like Drew Locke, we know is not the answer. Like, that's just not going to be right. it. Baker's already going to step in and would be able to command that offense better. Um, but with all this drama going around, the fact that no one wants to trade for him because they know Cleveland has to move him. So no one yeah. wants to give that big value. And mm-hmm. at the same point in time, if you cut him, does Baker end up going to a team like say Pittsburgh, even though they just signed Trubisky and, you know, going and playing with that team where he gets to face his team twice a year, or, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, exactly what plays out here. Um, But honestly, that's what I've been starting to think is, are we going to see a a Mayfield, like either not on a team or sitting as a bench player somewhere? Yeah, man. I think that's what, that's what makes me nervous is like the, the Cleveland has to get rid of him. I think he's got like 18 million. He's getting paid this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming here. So like, there's no reason to keep an $18 million quarterback on your bench, you know? So it, it would be ridiculous. I, I think that, you know, there was mutual disinterest in Carolina because Carolina is another team that needs to look for a quarterback, but neither one of them wants that to happen. Right. So you, you really are, you're looking at Seattle and I think Seattle just, they're not in a hurry, man. They're in rebuild mode. So they, they're not going to want to give up a bunch of stuff to get Baker Mayfield to come out there, you know? And I think every team on the planets right now is like, they want a first round draft pick. Well, you have to cut him. You, you have to move this guy. Like you can't expect you, you basically Cleveland cannot. They cannot set the terms anymore because of what they've done with Deshaun. Yeah. They, if anything, like, they should have moved him beforehand prior. Exactly. Yeah, which they couldn't because they were technically out, out of the running. Back. Exactly. So I get yes. It. So I get it. But like, yeah, they should have tried to figure out a way to move him, but they couldn't be lost without a quarterback. You know, Andrew Barry is not like Chris Ballard with let's just get rid of a quarterback and we'll see where the dominoes fall. Right. And grab yeah, one. exactly. <laughs> so, so Andrew Barry is not that ballsy, but and, and then um, yeah, you're stuck. And the thing is, like you were just you mentioned first round picks, and it was just a crazy stat I saw the other day. I want to say I could be wrong on this, but it's like only one third of the teams have a first round pick this year. Oh my god, yeah, dude! Like so many people have like double digit picks in the first round. It's, yeah, it's, it's gonna be not insane. Double, not double like, digit, right? <laughs> but right. you know what I mean. Like yeah, multiple like first it, round it's picks. Just, it's gonna be insane. Like the there's no team that's gonna look the same. I, I also read something where someone said the casual fantasy football player is gonna come into a draft this season and not know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be very very. In, it's gonna be funny. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have people like 
Wait, he went where? Right. Yeah. Wait, what? What? <laughs> wait, what happened? Uh, that doesn't that doesn't make sense. No, well, you missed all the drama, you know. <laughs> right. Like, so, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see where Baker kind of ends up. But there's not many options, and and the options that are there, they don't want to pay high price for him. So, and I don't blame them. Um, but let's let's jump through. We got a we got a few minutes here left that we're gonna spend talking about some free agents and uh, see where we can end up. So obviously we got Jarvis Landry that's still available. Um, he's kind of been linked to going back to Cleveland. He's kind of been linked, you know, to a couple other places. I, I don't really think like, I'm not, I don't, at this point, I don't really care where he's linked. I think he's going to fit in any offense he could possibly go to. So I think right now it's just up to what Jarvis wants to do. And, and, but I know that he wants money. Yeah. He he's he, from what I've heard is about 20 mil a year. Um, So, you know, it, it's going to be hard this late in free agency. You know, there's not a lot of teams that have that kind of cap space, you know, I mean, there's right. I think we're looking at uh, 11 teams that are above 20 mil. And I mean, some of them are just barely over it, you know, and that's not even some of those teams don't need it, but I, I just don't see him getting what he wants. You know, he's, even though he's a proven guy, um, I still think with all this Baker drama too, you know, like and that being his receiver that he had, I think he's just needs to do a, just a one, one year deal somewhere, prove himself, then go for that big money. Yeah, I agree with you because I don't want us to be spending 20 mil on what I would classify as a number two. Yeah, agreed. I just don't. Um, so, I mean, you look at what Juju ended up having to do last year. He wasn't getting the contracts he liked. He resigned a one-year deal to go back to Pittsburgh, and now he signed with the Chiefs. Yeah. It's, a, it's a solid deal for him. Yeah. So I think he just needs to sign a one-year deal, try and play again, and then you know have a better year than he has in, in, you know last year or even the year before and try and go get his big contract after that. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, we did briefly talk about Julio Jones. Obviously, I, I know you as a Colts fan would love him to end up in the Colts, but that's really the only place I've been hearing. I've not really been hearing a ton of news surrounding I, I heard Julio few, Jones. A few little rumors of maybe like somewhere like Green Bay, just so Rogers has a, you know, big name target to throw to. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the only two places I've really heard anything. Yeah. Which speaking of green Bay, we've also heard OBJ was linked there at one point, but like talk about somebody that's just disappeared. Yeah. Like the news on Odell is just, he's gone. Like <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Um, all I know is he won't be a Ram. And, and, and that's crazy. <laughs> like that the Rams decided not to bring him back with how well he played. Like the game was so different that super bowl, like seeing him not yes. in there. Once he got injured, it was a completely different game. Yeah. Yeah. I think if he wouldn't have got injured, it wouldn't have been as close. Agreed. Yeah. No, I mean, no joke. It just wouldn't have. Um, Tyron Matthew, another big name, been linked to the Bears, the Colts, and the Saints. Um, also, the Ravens. A lot of teams would love to have him. I think the biggest thing here is, once again, realizing that the Chiefs lost another key piece on their team. And I know you, again, as being a Colts fan, would love Tyron Matthew and your guy. And your guys so actually, that was one of the things I wanted to bring up when you we got to him here. I was reading here. If the Colts signed Tyron Matthew, they would actually have a pro bowl or all pro player in every single position or group on their defense. Pretty interesting stat. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Make it happen. Now, guys. Uh, right. Um, <laughs> Bobby Wagner being another big piece. I'm also surprised Bobby Wagner has not signed yet because I know that um, very quickly after he was cut, teams were, were calling his agent. Yeah. But he's been linked to Dallas. I know he's visited Dallas. I know he's visited Baltimore and he's fit, visited LA for the Rams. Um, contract still hasn't been either accepted or one hasn't been offered. Um, but I think to Bobby Wagner, man, if he, if I, if he could figure out a way to make it to the Rams, like 
losing um Von what Miller. What can I think of Von Miller? Thank you. Different different style of player, but losing Von Miller, but to be able to re-get a Bobby Wagner, one, because they lost a Sebastian Joseph Day as well. He's a good run stopper. He's still got quickness. He can still get to the flats. I think it would be a great piece for that Rams offense or Rams defense. Yeah. But and the thing is, Wagner, you're not just buying a good defensive player. You're buying a leader. Buying a captain. Yeah. You're buying a captain. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yes. You're, you're buying a guy that's going to come in and he's going to demand the room and he's going to get it because he's freaking good. <laughs> um, another one, another guy that dropped off the map, dude, Will Fuller. We heard that at one point he was going to go to Cleveland to play with Deshaun Watson again. And that is it. I've not heard anything else. Yeah, man. It's just crazy because, you know, like we've talked about him a little bit through this, you know, coming out of Notre Dame with, you know, everything, you know, I followed him through there. He goes and has that one killer Mm -hmm. season. I think it was the final season for Watson. And then he comes out, you know, performance enhancing drugs. And of course that's going to make him better, you know? Um, But then he goes and after that suspension doesn't really do much in Miami, which once again, is that Tua? Is that him as well? You know, who knows? But yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think Cleveland, obviously they now have Amari Cooper, Fuller getting to go back to a familiar receiver and also giving Watson who hasn't played in a whole what season, letting him have that familiarity of a receiver again. I think Cleveland obviously looks like the best fit for him. Yeah. Um. Last few here, uh, Gronk, we're trying to figure out where Gronk's going to end up, if he's going to end up going anywhere. Obviously, there's always the threat of retirement for him because of his, his, his age, his back, his knees, right. <laughs> his body. Um, you know, I I think you're anticipating him possibly going back and playing with Brady again. Exactly. He's never played with another quarterback, yeah. so it would make sense. Um, Melvin Gordon. Uh, I don't really care what Melvin Gordon does as long as he doesn't go to Denver. Yeah. And even <laughs> if he goes to I Denver, I don't know that it hurts Javante. I think he knows and the team will have that, you know, understanding that Javante is the number one now. Um, right. So, you know, I don't, I don't think that's going to completely kill them. Um, but what there's still teams in like the Falcons and the Texans, I think would be a great fit as well. Right. And then last but not least, um, Tyree, uh, Tyree, geez, T.Y. Hilton. Um, linked to the Cowboys and linked to the Colts. Obviously, he would be returning to the Colts. I know the Colts have made it interest, um, has shown interest in him, but so is Dallas. And Dallas is trying to figure out what they're going to do post Amari Cooper now. Both could still be solid fits. Still a great, you know, still a great uh, captain as well. You know, a great offensive leader. Um, obviously, he's kind of lost a step. He, you know, has some the injury bug now getting up there in age. Um, I would love to see him return as a Colt and just finish his career there. But, you know, I think yeah. he's going to be a good fit anywhere he goes. He's, you know, he's still going to give some great downfield production. Um, you know, anywhere he goes, he's going to be a good fit. And like you said, man, it's sometimes you need locker room guys. You know, and, he, and that's who he is. He's just a good locker room guy as well as a very talented football player. Yeah. So hopefully he can get uh, get his situation figured out as well. Um, but there you go, guys. Those are just some of the ones that we wanted to kind of bring up. Uh, next episode, we're going to be chatting some rookie quarterbacks. We got a draft coming up, guys. NFL draft coming up end of April. So we're going to be getting all of your guys' as rookie um, information out there for you guys to know who's going to be getting drafted, possibly where. How good are they really? You know, so we're, we're going to be getting all that out there for you. Um, but thanks again, guys, for coming and hanging out with us and listening to another episode of the Football Monsters podcast. And uh, we'll catch you next time. See you guys. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not heater on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep.
rotten. I can be cruel, man, like the fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for.